cool well let's intro this thing i guess we should say happy new year yeah even though here in the studio it's back in time we are back in time it's uh still 2018 uh trump is still president for a few more days <laughs> oh man you just cursed us for oh jeez, you're right okay it's gonna start over again jinxed okay. okay okay we're coming out of the song Hey listeners, Happy New Year! You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie from a shed at the bottom of a garden. We are just three friends. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hi. And uh, we're going to spoil the featured attraction. We are going to try not to spoil the recently watched. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Um, You can buy their music digitally on iTunes or Amazon. You can say hi to them on Facebook, where they are, The Moon Dash Rays. Um, we're also on Facebook and I just discovered yesterday or a day before, uh, our friend John in, uh, Temperley had asked a question, which I didn't want to answer for the lot of us. Uh, what are some of our favorite horror podcasts? <laughs> so we can take our time and think about that, but uh, I just want John to know we didn't forget him. We just didn't notice him yet. Okay. So. Uh, I, I know my favorites. Okay. Uh, Attack of the Queer Wolf. Uh-huh. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I think so. Are you having trouble hearing yourself? I, I can't hear myself. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh-oh. Maybe I unplugged the wrong. No, he's plugged Hello, in. hello, hello. Nothing? Nothing? Here, let's try this. Here, you can switch hello. these out. Okay, let's try this. So you know your favorites. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, my favorite one where they like chatting about movies and focus on mm-hmm. one movie uh, would be uh, Attack of the Queer Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they, you know, they're funny and uh, they... Um, they have good guests on, and uh, they have good perspectives, and uh, and they're you know when they get down to the movie, they're they're very you know they have good things to say about it. They're analytical. They, you know, they've obviously thought about it, mm-hmm. but you know it's all done in a very funny, yeah, you know, entertaining way. I'm about half an episode into them because like, by your recommendation, and I like what I hear so far. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I need to listen to them. Yeah, and they make, they make you want to see films. Or, you know, if you haven't seen them before, or if you've seen them before and you've not really thought about them in a while, it makes you uh, see them in a new way and want to want to see them again. Um, and then the the one uh, the podcast where it's like uh, it's it's basically a documentary and it's really in depth research, um, uh, secret history of Hollywood. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's been doing a series on uh, Val Luton. Oh, super so, cool. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good, really in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'd say for me, I definitely have always enjoyed uh, Shockwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, they were killer POV before that. I've always enjoyed them. Um, of course, Werewolf Ambulance, that's another yeah. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, Faculty of Horror... Yeah, that's that's good. And although it's most of the time not a horror podcast, Somewhere in the Skies, I really do enjoy. It's more of a UFO-related podcast. Um, Two-Day Rental, they mostly talk about sleaze and stuff, but it's oh, no, there's no. a lot of horror in there, too. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I've got a bunch, but Faculty of Horror, they do a lot of research. It's, it's more of an academic approach. And uh, there are a few more, but those are just a few off the top of my head. Will, what have you been listening to, or, I don't, or have you? I don't really listen to many horror podcasts. Um, the only podcast I listen to with any regularity is uh, I Don't Even Own a Television, which is Bad Books. Yeah. Um, there's been ones I've wanted to check out, but 
I just haven't had time to listen to many podcasts. And with its uh, infrequency, um, the Dana Gould Hour is an easy one to be a regular listener. I'm of, way behind on those. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm. It's only uh, like every six or seven weeks. I'm way behind. I'm maybe listen to half of the Halloween episode. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's always a bonus extra long episode. Too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also mention that uh, uh, a previous guest on the show and my nephew and friend Johnny uh, gave us a gift. We are now a uh, three part owners of um, the addiction. Starring Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's right here. Oh, the Arrow release. Yeah. It's the Arrow, Arrow video release. So, oh, all right. Yeah, that's going to be uh, a future episode. And, okay. Uh, I think I mentioned to you guys, but I don't know that I mentioned it on the show, that uh, are also a previous guest and friend of the show, Ziggy, um, for our young perspective, who's not jaded and used to all of these Friday the 13th movies, has the next four movies in her possession, and she's watched two of them. Uh, <laughs> she'll be joining us at some episode in the near future to talk about her take on uh, the Friday the 13th movies in sequence. We'll get through all of them eventually. And, and she thought I was joking when I said, yeah, wait till you see Jason in space. And she's like, ha ha, yeah, right. Space and... Yes. You space and Voorhees. Uh, Facebook... Um... Your last post about uh, the podcast, yeah. uh, someone uh, did a comment and uh, they're working on a fan film oh. of Friday the 13th. It's called Friday the 13th Vengeance. Oh, no kidding. Have to... um, so they've got, a, they've got a website and everything. Should have named it Thursday the 12th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, the prequel and mom. Jason's mom is a teenager. He's got his dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can check it out. There's, there's people who are involved in the uh, the Paramount series are involved in the oh really fan films. Oh and... wow, that is interesting. I got to be honest, I haven't spent much time on Facebook lately. And yeah. By lately, I mean since November 2016. So. <laughs> uh, but you look at chewing the scenery i mean you post on yeah i go on long enough to click a bunch of likes and you know after i post the episode information and uh then i kind of bail out for the time being it's just as well you know it's a bunch of hot garbage most of it is (laughs) um what have you guys watched since we did this last and the good bits are you know (laughs) surrounded by hot garbage that's true uh what have i watched since last time um, I watched, oh my God, what, we watched a ton of terrible Christmas films. They're all subpar Love Actually. Oh, good Lord. Which is an okay film. I, I don't mind Love Actually. I can sit through that one, but, uh. Same. We watched The Holiday or something. Ugh. It wasn't very good. Uh, Jane's review was, it, I knew going in it would be formulaic, but it was, too formulaic is this the one where the woman um hires an actor to play her fiance who has recently dumped her no this is the one where cameron diaz gets in contact with uh kate winslet and they switch houses over christmas Hmm. and love happens because the santa Ana winds i think you mean which aren't in england but (laughs) blossoms I've seen this piece of crap. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's got Jack Black in it. Yeah. Yeah. We watched a bunch of others that were worse than that. Um, uh, What did I watch? I watched a couple Misties. I watched one called The Daytime Ended, Charles Hmm. Band film. Really? Never heard of it. Is this from the early 80s? Yeah, Yeah. It's just bizarre it makes no it's got sense good, uh, stop motion creatures in it, it does have great stop motion creatures uh it was one of those that i watched and i was like huh i think i kind of like this film enough to watch it without the misty and then we watched one called killer fish or i watched one mm-hmm. killer fish which is a a uh oh what is the guy the fall guy lee majors lee majors and uh, Karen Black. You mean the $6 million man? Yes. Okay. The fall guy. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No. Bruce Campbell's uh, dad. Bruce Campbell's dad. <laughs> That's um, right. The guy from the Big Valley. 
There, that's a dated reference for all of you. Yeah. One for uh, you, Ziggy. <laughs> one for you, Ziggy. Uh, it was another Misty that I was like, I kind of wish this was just the movie, that this was just on. Because um, although it wasn't great, it, it came out in 1975 as well as Jaws. Nice. Which makes you think, was there something in the air that made people scared of water? It's just like all the uh, nature eco-horror movies. Yeah, that came out, out in the middle 70s. Yeah. Um, and then what else did we watch? Uh, I guess that's it. An oh. episode or two of The Magician Season 3. Hmm. I don't think I know that one. It's an alright show. It's kind of like... this. It's going to make it sound better than it is, but if Alan Moore wrote a CW show about magicians or witches... Yeah, sure. You know? That makes it sound yeah. better than it is, but... <laughs> Not the actual Alan Moore writing, but right. speaking of whom, I uh, just finished reading the annotated Watchmen. Oh, the Leslie Kinger book. Yes, I read that one. Yeah, there were some like really clunky annotations in there, mm-hmm. and there were some that were like, "No, you idiot! Just look at the picture. That's <laughs> clearly that took place in nineteen whatever, and not nineteen eighty five when the Watchmen takes place." Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch that, that and I, the, I thought, oh. Why didn't you talk about this? Exactly, yeah. But then there were some that, you know, yeah, assuming then, then, they're right, you're like, wow, I never noticed that. Yeah, That's, yeah. Definitely. How many times have Lots I read that. that dumb book? Yeah, and, yeah. It's definitely it's, it's well worth a read. Oh, man. That is one that you can reread probably every year and see something new in it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So is that it for your recently watched? I believe so. All right. Julian? Uh, well, in, in books, I I just received the uh, anniversary art book of the Nocturnals, which is the Dan Brereton yeah, series. That was a pretty good series. Uh, so you know, you got a bunch of people to do uh, uh, cover sketches, and then uh, they're all auctioned off for Heroes Initiative, which is uh, a charity for you know comic book people because we can't afford healthcare and stuff. So mm-hmm. we usually. Uh, end our lives disastrously. Um, so uh, yeah, I've got three pieces in there. Um, oh, that's really oh, cool! Very it's, nice. Uh, yeah, it's got a load of really good uh, artists in there. Um, you know, some well-known ones and people I haven't heard of before. So uh, that's super cool. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see. Um, and and I'm reading volume five of Valerian, the collected ones. Oh, nice! They have like three or four volumes per yeah. omnibus. And I'm most of the way through the Hellboy, the com- complete Hellboy, <laughs> which is that uh, they brought out omnibus editions last year, where it's like they brought out four volumes of the the longest, the continuing stories, mm-hmm. and then two volumes of all the short stories. Oh wow! Um, so that, that's really cool, and they're all they're all done in chronological order of the character, not necessarily publication. Oh, good. So it goes from him being born to. Up through the years, middle school, yeah, the teen years. All right, uh, so last weekend saw another uh, wintry horror. Oh yeah, uh, the Snow Woman, which is a, a Japanese uh, Japanese movie from 1968. Uh, Kaidan Yuki Joro. Um, this is directed by Tokuzo Tanaka, who worked on you know various well-known samurai franchises like Lone Wolf and Zatoichi and. Uh, Koshiro Nimuri, and uh, uh, this is from Dae. And uh, if you've seen that, there's this famous Japanese um, uh, anthology movie called Kwaidan. Mm, don't know that so one. The, 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 there was this writer named Lafcadio Hearn, who, mostly with the help of his Japanese wife, recorded various Japanese folk tales and, uh, and brought out several books of them. And, uh, and then a few of these were picked by... Masaki Kobayashi, okay. and then he made this anthology movie in the 60s. Very arty, beautiful uh, movie. But one of the stories is about the snow woman. And then this movie is like the feature-length version of it. So uh, uh, you find a lot of um, Japanese tales of the supernatural. There's like a quite an involved uh, story, various plots going on. And then every now and then the, you know, the horror will come to the fore. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, Yotsuya Kaidan, you have like 
there's lots of uh, uh, you know samurai intrigue and and family intrigue and so on. And then every so often the, the ghost will come along and uh, <laughs> but, um, just a little reminder: there is a ghost in this thing. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what does she look like? Oh, she, she's she's great. She's um, uh, played by Shiho Fujimura, and um, so. Uh, uh, there's these two guys and they're out in the forest and they and they 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 are sculptors and they make wood sculptures of uh uh for temples so they're looking for a perfect tree to carve a statue of canon one of the uh, buddha figures and uh they find this tree and then but there's a snowstorm they get that they get stranded in a cabin overnight and then she appears and uh, uh, she kills the older one, but she's attracted to the younger one. Hmm. But she appears as like this human-shaped light. And then when she comes into the hut, she's got this like um, snow around her and she's all dressed in white and she's got golden eyes. And hmm. and then uh, she, she said to him, um, uh, I'll spare your life if you never tell anyone about this, even your loved ones ever again. He goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and uh, so then later, this woman named Yuki turns up at his door. And Yuki means snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's you know, extraordinarily beautiful, very pale. And this, this dummy just doesn't put two and two together. So, uh, Duh. So uh, they get married and they have, a, they have a child and they have five years of happiness. Does she have black hair, white hair? Uh, black hair. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, is is a great looking movie I and mean, really well lit and everything. Most you know most of the effects are done with lighting. But she turns on her yeah. snow powers when you know when when things go wrong for for various characters. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's got music by Akira Ifukube. I um, uh, wish that was a good edition of it in this country. Um, anyway, uh, Christmas Eve start with uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, nice. And then uh, Below Zero, which is a Lauren Hardy oh, okay. movie where they're stuck in the snow. Uh, then uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I've seen that one. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's fun. <a> good one. <laughs> it's the second time I've seen that one. And that was followed by uh, watching the um, the Indicator Blu-ray of uh, Night of the Demon. Oh yeah, which came out earlier in 2018, which also has a character named Kumar in it. Oh, I hadn't realized. <laughs> wow, but that's that's a great movie, um, and that's the one you got that had the awesome poster in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, on on the night, um, I watched Silver Bullet. Oh, okay. What did you think of uh, it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad little film. Yeah, um, it's got like a. I noticed this. Uh, it's got this unreliable narrator. It starts off being narrated by a woman. Yes, and she's and it's set in nineteen seventy six, and then it seems to be the same week, but then it's nineteen eighty. Hmm. You see a newspaper oh, from nineteen eighty. Really, I yeah. never noticed that. Um. Anyway, uh, and then she she kind of, you don't hear from her. You, she's still yeah. in the movie, but it's mostly taken over by her younger brother Marty. Yeah. But yeah, I know I enjoyed it. It's got very cute werewolf in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah. Oh, well, Beyond Tomorrow is this Christmas movie with ghosts in it. This is from 1940. This is like slogging through treacle. It's like mm. one of those really pious <laughs> Christmas movies. Oh, that's too bad. But it's, A pious Christmas yeah. movie. Who wants that? Uh, this is directed not by uh, A. Edward Sutherland, who also directed Murders in the Zoo, which is not pious. Oh. Have you seen that one? No. Never even heard of it. Oh, yeah. It, this is 1933, so it's pre-code. And it kicks off with this, like, horrible torture thing at the start. Um, Murders in the Zoo Morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, but anyway, Beyond Tomorrow, it's got um, uh, Richard Carlson. You've seen him in tons of 50s movies. Yeah. So this is back when he was 28 years old. Uh, C. Aubrey Smith was great. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of great character actors in it. Uh, uh, Maria Uspinskaya, you know, no. from Wolfman. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 If she ever tells you not to do something, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Just, she shouldn't, <laughs> she should look like she has some experience and some wisdom. Yeah. Listen to the woman. But she, uh, 
Yeah, there's like a there's, there's these like three uh, warm-hearted plutocrats, and uh, they're about to get in a plane, and she goes to them, uh, "Don't get on the plane," but they get on the plane. Of course, of course. They do. and then the the ghosts come back, and they, they try and help out this this young couple. But uh, anyway, and then um, the other night, we went uh, Boxing Day night, we went to see uh, Aquaman. And how was it? It's very spectacular, and I'm glad we saw it in 3D. Oh yeah, you know, all the underwater stuff. So uh, this is d- directed by James Wan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Lee One Hours plays a pilot in the movie. Oh, that's cool. Uh, there's a cameo by Annabelle. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> that's I, funny. It's very hard to spot, um, but it's there. I, yeah, I can tell you where it is. Okay. Uh, Emily said it was very silly and very entertaining, which I thought oh. was right on. Uh, it seems really, really long. It's about two and a half hours. Ooh. But uh, I was sat Too next long. to this guy, like uh, when we got, you know, we had reserved seating, and when we got there, this, the seat was empty, but there was always like junk food piled up on the tray. Oh, you know, the, the recliner seats, things with the tray. Yeah. And then uh, as the trailers came on, he came back to his seat, and uh, he just reeked of pot. <laughs> so all the way through the movie, I don't know how much of it was the 3D or anything but i was i was definitely getting a contact high off him and that's funny <laughs> so but at least he was prepared he got the all the all the goodies ahead of time yeah yeah, yeah that shows some planning <laughs> he's like i'm gonna pile all this up go get really high come back and watch aquaman <laughs> yeah how was jason momoa's performance uh yeah he's really he's really fun to watch and he uh, is that monstrously big in person i've seen yeah. him from a few feet away at conventions yeah he is that big of a dude. Yeah, you can watch a video of the red carpet premiere, whereas him and a bunch of his his married buddies they do a uh, was it uh, was the stamping dance? Oh yeah, the cup. It's a type of hula. Yeah, yeah he's Samoan. Samoan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I forget the name of it. Yeah, it's very similar to what the Maoris do. Uh, but you got Patrick Wilson in it, who was in Watchmen yeah. as Night Owl two, and in this movie he seems to have been changing into Ozymandias. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he even uses some of the same tactics. Uh, it's got this huge monster. I think it's directed, uh, designed by Wayne Barlow. Oh, really? And it's voiced by Julie Andrews, of all people. Really? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's got the best death by wine scene since Richard III. All right. Uh, it's got a clip of Stingray. Uh, 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 Aquaman's dad reads The Dumbwich Horror. Uh there's definitely gets Lovecrafty. There's like seven tribes, underwater tribes, and at one point they go down the trench, and they're obviously like deep ones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they've got these cool, ghastly mermen. Um, so uh, yeah, and, um, oh yeah, and another thing Emily said was um, he gets impaled by various things, spears and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he he just regenerates, you know, he recovers, he seems fine afterwards. But then she wondered how come he's, like, tattooed. Oh, yeah. How did that stay? Yeah. But anyway, uh, we, we enjoyed it. So you recommend that one? Uh, yeah. Cool. It, I mean, it's good for spectacles. I, don't, I didn't like it as good as... Uh, Wonder Woman is, like, has a whole bunch, you know, it balances a whole bunch of, like, tones and... Uh, you know, serious parts and funny parts, and yeah. and it's quite moving. But um, yeah, this one is kind of you get two minutes of a spectacular new location they go to, and then and then you get a bunch of you know a little bit of plot, and then the next five ten minutes is destroying said location, and then move on to the next one. It just gets like this, the same oh, rhythm, you know, for yeah. quite a while. But. Yeah, that's the. Uh, bad reviews i've read of it is it's kind of plotting in that yeah, way yeah so set up punchline set yeah. up punchline set right. up punchline anyway yeah. that's what i saw oh cool well <clears throat> i saw more than i thought when i started to write it down um the missus had not seen die hard and we talked about how that's a christmas, christmas movie, movie yes. technically speaking <laughs> Uh, so we watched that on Christmas Day, oh. which was fun. Um, the night before, actually, I did watch uh, In Bits and Pieces, uh, A Christmas Story. So I, I figured, you know what? It's that time of year. If I see It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Story on, uh, which usually it's on several times in a row on TBS or whatever, yes. I just turn it on for a while and <laughs> maybe catch it again later. And Oh, here's that part. 
or I already saw that part earlier. Oh, here's this other part, you know. So I enjoy it. I still That's do. how I've watched the Blues Brothers. Yeah, you've never seen I've it. I've never seen it all the way. I've seen the entire movie, but never sitting in one sitting all yeah. the way through. It's always catch a part and watch till, yeah. you know, like, I'd have to do something else or I remember where I came in last time or, yeah. Yeah. And uh, any of those movies that you've seen bits and pieces of them so many times, once in a while you should sit down and watch them all the way through because yeah. it's really funny. It's a very different way to watch a movie. Yeah. Out of order and years apart. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Bird Box on Netflix. How is it? I enjoyed it. Uh, is this one about the blind mother? Well, she's not blind. She's blindfolded. But she's deaf and dumb. No. She, Does she play pinball? She, she, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Uh, I've never seen Tommy, but uh, this uh, this one is about some maybe interdimensional, maybe supernatural event. We're not really sure what the event is that occurs, but it makes people see their worst fear and lose their damn mind and start smashing their head against the wall or driving their car into something just they end themselves in horrible ways and uh one woman this isn't really a spoiler but one woman goes over and there's been a terrible accident as a result of all this event going on uh there's been a terrible accident she sees a burning car and goes and just gets in it and sits down just burns up in it horrible shit like that's happening and uh Sandra Bullock's character gets to a house where everybody seems to be safe. Um, you've got John Malkovich in that house, which is pretty cool. So you get him for a good portion of the movie. Uh, what's going on in the movie basically is if you don't look outside, if you're in a house that's safe and the windows are all blocked up, uh, you're okay. And if someone gets in, um, they may cause problems. They may be murderous or they may somehow let the thing in with them. I don't really think that's the thing, how it works. But anyway, basically, if you go outside blindfolded or in a car with all the windows blocked up, you could be outside. That's about it. And they make this trip to the store where they're in a car where they've blacked the windows out and they're using like GPS to get there. And then it's kind of a really reaching premise. But then what it comes down to is they flash forward. Like her pre her, her pregnancy that's going on at the time is apparently unwanted but she's going with it and when you flash forward she apparently has this other woman who did see the thing because someone got in and started opening the windows uh she ended up with her own baby and this other woman's baby and now they need to get to some safe place and it's down a river but you all have to be blindfolded mm. and not drown and it's after the, the destination is after the rapids and all of this is revealed in the preview. So I'm not really ruining the movie. Uh, that's the whole thrust of this thing is get to a safe place, stay in the safe place. Don't get exposed to the big evil force slash event that's occurring. Um, it seems like something Stephen King would write. I don't think he wrote this though. Uh, it's kind of like that, that movie where there's some, electronic pulse or some cell phone call or some crap that makes everyone lose their minds and commit suicide. So, uh, saw that. Um, you I would... mean the happening by M night Shyamalan. <laughs> That's right. Where the trees make people commit suicide. Yeah. You uh, mix that with the quiet place. Yeah. Only That's... you can't see. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that sounds about like a good combination. You got Marky Mark. Be scientific, dumbass, or whatever it is he says to himself. Yes. So, uh, saw that. Um, so I would say give it a, give it a look. You might enjoy it. It's not up to the standards of like horror nuts like people we know, uh, but at least it's got some suspense to it and some wretched, horrible stuff to look at. And uh, you know, you, so this is a a movie, it's not, on not a miniseries, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a it's, movie. it's a it's a movie. It's uh, so so it's not you don't have to watch it for twelve hours to get to the correct. It's okay. a Netflix original, so it's two hours or less. Ah. I don't know how far outside the Barnes limit it is, but uh, um, I, I watched it was ninety minutes. <laughs> I think it's right on. It might be right on the nose. An hour and twenty eight, maybe. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, Let's see. 
which order should I tell you these in? We did watch uh, an entire season, which isn't that long, of uh, British Crime Stories, which is basically this uh, detective or former detective talking about a cold case that he decided to take on and try and get to the bottom of what really happened to a person who was murdered, but there's no is proof. Is this real? Yeah, this is real. Okay. Uh, they do some reenactment scenes, Oh. Okay. but for the most part, it's... Uh, it's pretty in-depth, and the guy does really good detective work. So that's worth a look. That's on Netflix also. Uh, on Shudder, I, I watched uh, the first episode of a two-episode sneak preview of Discovery of Witches. It looks great. Um, I like how it's being done. Uh, it It's a woman who's in Oxford who's there to teach, but uh, she's also trying to suppress her witchy abilities. And uh, there's some vampires, too. But it's not like true and time travel. <laughs> There's no. But I don't think it's in this season. Okay, um, the entire season I think is released sometime in January. Um, the <laughs> the concern I had at first looking at it was like, okay, so we got witches. We know they're going to introduce vampires. Is this, is this going to be like True Blood, where they got like, oh, and there's goblins and there's fairies and there's panther billies and you know all this crap. More shows need panther billies. That's true. Jolene, are you familiar with True Blood? Uh, I've heard of it, but okay. I've not seen it. We, refer, we are referring to some shape-shifting hillbillies who turn into panthers. Okay. So panther billies. That's, panther billies. Yeah, yeah, I guessed. Yeah, I figured you would, but in case you had any doubt. I think Valoon made a movie called Cat Billies. Cat, Cat Billies. billies. <laughs> that sounds like something I would watch. And then uh, for my birthday, we went to Alamo Drafthouse and saw The Favorite, spelled correctly, if you ask Jolian. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really good. I um, I enjoyed it. it. It's about a bunch of poshos uh, in, in the court of Queen Anne, um, getting up to their posho antics. Mm. And uh, it was uh, one woman who was a former uh, n- lady or whatever noble person she had been. And she had fallen from that position somehow because of the death of her father. Uh, she was just wanting a job at, at the castle so she could, you know, have some uh, comfort and somewhere to be and something to do. And she saw sort of a path to becoming the favorite uh, hand, I don't know, a servant to the queen. I don't know what you, I don't know the terms for all this stuff, uh, which meant that ladies maid. Something like that, sure. Um, a lot of people in powdered wigs, racing ducks, and eating pineapples and stuff like that. You know? Racing pineapples and eating duck. You know, you could just put a nice pineapple sauce on a duck and you're good to go. Mm, that sounds delicious. So uh, it was it was really entertaining, some of the stuff they got up to. And I would just say, if you don't mind watching a powdered wig movie, here's one that had more fun in it than usual wasn't a comedy by any means. There was a lot of awful stuff to try to watch. Uh, that's it for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a year older. Poof, here I am. Should we talk about this movie? Okay. So, uh, Jolien brought this up. Yeah. It oh, is. It, last week. The Terrified. Yes. Yes. Aterrados, 2017. Translation Terrified. So this is uh, this is a movie that takes place in Argentina, and yep. uh, it's got a bunch of ghouls and stuff in it. Jolien, you want to <laughs> that's about give, it. <laughs> you want to give us a better rundown than that? Uh, so this is uh, there's like a suburban street and uh, various paranormal events, phenomena are uh, erupting in it, in various houses, and uh, uh, this. Uh, we we uh, the first fella we meet, uh, his wife is killed. This is like really you know, right at the start, mm-hmm. and uh, then we next see him being interviewed, and he's he's in some kind of institution. Yeah, and there's these three uh, investigators, one of whom's like an ex-cop, uh, mm-hmm. and one of whom seems to be from the north somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure if he's meant to be Brazilian or further north. Uh, but he, he, yeah. So his Spanish is a little dodgy sometimes, and then uh, and then you got uh, as a as a woman, uh, she's had Some experience sort of... with these things in America, a, a similar sort of event, 
and uh, uh, but anyway, uh, they they're listening to him, and you know they've obviously had enough experience of the supernatural to you know they're, they're not dismissing what he says, so they investigate yeah. what's going on, and and uh, uh, they bring in you know uh, the the ex cop knows uh, a detective in the area, and he's brought in. Um, much to his own distress, and uh, uh, they basically split up into three teams to go into the various the key houses mm-hmm. uh, where where further strange things happen to them. Now, you mentioned the one where the um, the, the first story we see the character is uh, he's with his girlfriend or wife, and mm-hmm. then discovers that uh, she's being um, she's being killed by some unseen force. Yes. Uh, that is stunning. <laughs> the special effects on that, uh, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Like her body is being suspended by something invisible and beaten side to side in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes that scene in Nightmare on Elm Street look like a cartoon. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really scary. Yeah. Because like it starts off with it where she's just looking at the, the soap bubbles in the sink. Yeah. And you realize that she can hear breathing. Right, and the bubble is going in and out as if something is below the sink and breathing. Yes, in the pipes. I thought, whoa, uh, and that's then, creepy. Uh, I thought, whoa, it's, you know, that's nice and subtle. But then it get, a few minutes later, you got her being bashed against the bathroom walls and blood everywhere. I thought, oh man, the this, exact this, opposite this of subtle. Go everywhere. Uh, so yeah, I knew I was going to like it. Yeah, I mean that kind of lets you know early on that this one is not going to pull any punches. Mm-hmm. Did that? Did the visuals work for you, Will? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some great visuals in this movie. And some of it, it's sort of revealed to your eye quietly, and some of it is more on the level of jump scare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creepiest things, I think, were... And the cell phone video should have worked better for me than it did, or however it was he shot that video where that naked... Oh, with a bogeyman? Yeah. yeah, that naked bogeyman came out from under the bed and... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the closet? <laughs> yeah, it should have worked better, but it didn't. Uh, but the dead kid at the table. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Because <laughs> you're just staring at, you don't want to blink because you, you don't know when he's going to move. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, you don't want him to like do the cheap thing of lunging at the camera. Right, right. right. Which we've seen in too many movies. Yeah. Uh, but damn, that that is creepy. Knocks over the glass of milk. Yeah. And we're not sure if his hand is in a different position. And then the characters aren't sure. Right, right. It's like, did his hand move? Was it in this position? I don't know. I didn't take any pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. So that, uh, the investigation, did that remind you guys of Poltergeist at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, this movie reminds me of Poltergeist and Paranormal Activity. And, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, it reminded me of, I mean, he's obviously seen them, but, you know, yeah. it didn't. I didn't feel like it was just retreading it. No, he wasn't no. stealing from these things, but there was a similar vibe in that you had a psychic woman and there's quiet moments mm-hmm. and then horrible things. Yeah. But Poltergeist, she seems quite uh, compassionate mm-hmm. and wants the best for this family. And in this movie, you get the feeling that they don't really care right. about the people. They're just there to record stuff. and, and get, they, yeah. Especially the woman, she seems very smug. Yeah, there's that brilliant scene where she's at the crack in the wall. She's just like dishing out all this information. <laughs> she has, and and you realise all of a sudden she has no idea, right? It's yeah. something far worse. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, is is the unseen force uh, that you occasionally see, is it playing tricks on your mind? You know, like the guy who wanted to rip the cabinet open because mm-hmm. he was pretty sure it was in there. Yeah, was it in there? I don't know that we know. Yeah, well, there's, there's several instances where something's inside a mundane object, like a, a drawer right. or a cupboard or a crack or in the pipes, which it couldn't possibly fit in. Right. Yeah. So is it really in there? Yeah. Or is it just because it's in a dimension that doesn't obey its different physics? Or... Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Or playing tricks on your mind makes sense but uh yeah that that gives it uh that gives it the ability to do any horrible thing it wants <laughs> why does it want this did you guys even try to parse that at all no no it doesn't really 
give you enough there to. And it maybe doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I like it. It didn't explain it. That's why Michael Myers always worked for me as as the uh, slasher, as the mm-hmm. killer, because you don't know his motivations. Yeah. There, there can't possibly be any good ones from when he was five or whatever. And I think this is kind of the same thing. It works better if you don't know. Right. If they say, oh, this was an old cemetery, and it was, mm-hmm. like in Poltergeist, then at least there's motivations for the supernatural forces. Yeah. But... Um, what were, what were some other favorite scenes, Will? Anything that comes to mind? Um, not off the top of my head. Did, the did we... thing in the cabinet was pretty creepy when it was drinking his blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they, they couldn't get the knife out of his hand. Yes. Yeah. And it was sucking blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. And super effective. How did the guy get it to move? He did something. I'm trying to remember what they it was. They opened the cabinet. Yeah, he, he opened oh, the doors yeah, and he's yeah. got his, his, the detective's got his gun. And... and they just opened the cabinet and then there was nothing. It ran to the other side. Yeah, like it like it needed to. It, yeah. probably, it could have probably done anything it wanted. Um, the story isn't like, uh, it's not following some arc where it's going to end in a super hopeful place. <laughs> Do you think this gets a sequel? He is working on the sequel, yeah. Oh, is he? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. He's and working on Terrified 2 because he's he's uh, that's the easiest one to do because he's definitely got this one was so successful, he's definitely got funding for Terrified 2. Oh, okay. And please don't do an English version of this, people. <laughs> uh, he also wants to do a movie called Behind Your Eyes and another one called uh, Chupacabras. Ooh. Oh, cool. And this is uh Demian Rugna? Yes. So he, yeah, he, he, this is um, so he made a short back in two two thousand eight. So it's taken him that long to get this. You know, it shows where funding is in Argentina. Well, it was worth the time it took. I think if mm-hmm. if any previous incarnation of this would have not looked this good, I'm glad they waited. Yeah, because all of the scares and all of the creature effects. I'm pretty sure I can say all of them looked good. Yeah. I can't remember one that didn't. No. And they used the nice, uh, you know, the popular effect of someone walking into a street and getting hit by a speeding bus. <laughs> yes. Man, it never gets old. <laughs> Works every time. Uh, yeah, Emily really liked this one. She's not often scared by horror movies. This one got her? Rarely, but this one, yeah. D- did she ever watch The Eye? Yep, yep. That's another good one. Did that, did that one get her? Yeah. Because um, this reminded that, me of that. The stuff that gives you, uh, a, it earns its creepiness, and the character. She also likes that uh, when characters act, they're smart about things. Yeah, they try to do. You know, they they try and figure things out and do the smart thing, but it still goes wrong. Well, sure. But um, you know, they're they're trying to be smart. They're not just being dumb and going. They're not bumbling into it. Yeah. yeah. What, what's down that dark cellar? Let's all split up and. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, man. So Scoob and I are going to like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it worked for her. Yeah. Fred and Daphne are going to check the bedrooms and, uh, yeah, sure. You know, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, this, this worked. I liked it. Um, is there much more to say about it except, uh, I was, I was reminded, I brought it along, but, uh, there's this, uh, comic series called the Etonaut. Okay. Letter Norte, Argentinian comic series. Um, so this uh, was serialized back in the late fifties, and uh, then the uh, author uh, wrote uh, a remake in the late sixties, which was even more political. And then he did a sequel in nineteen seventy-five. And uh, if, do you know anything about the history of Argentina? No, not much. So. Uh, it was one of the richest countries in the world, like top. Yeah. I think it was the seventh richest country in the world in the early 20th century. By the middle of the 20th century, it was like in the top dozen, I think. Um, but after that, there were, there were so many coups and the military, you know, the hunter and yeah, the uh, the there was this thing called uh, Operation Condor, which is like the, the CIA backed uh, the right-wing governments and 
uh, basically they they did what they wanted to the left wing, mm. and uh, Argentina, um, you know, uh, some estimates was over thirty thousand people disappeared. Yeah. Wow. You know, they, they definitely killed or disappeared, and, and the author of uh, the Etanol is one of them. Um, Hector Hermann Osterheld, he disappeared in 1977, along with his daughters uh, and their husbands, and hmm. two of his daughters were pregnant. Wow. Uh, he was last seen alive in 79. That's rough. Um, but the, uh, um, yeah, so, so there's this really dark history, and I, I think you find with... Um, with this film, there's this sense of malevolence coming, you know, coming down on these people. Mm-hmm. Our explanation or reason, uh, uh, just taking people out and people disappearing and so on. It, you know, I felt there's this kind of yeah. echo of the dark history, which would be, you know, just really recent. I mean, right. uh, the, the military government went down in the, after the Falklands Wars, so that was early 80s. Right. And then uh, after that, the... Uh, the leaders who came in, um, the the top level was prosecuted for the history of disappearances and things. Yeah. But then they there was this order to not go below that, and that lasted for quite a while. And then, pretty recently, uh, they've changed that and they've started prosecuting people who are further down the chain of command. Oh, okay. So all this stuff is you know, yeah, fresh news. Um, you know. had uh, had the government um had the officials uh ever come out and said that they gave sanctuary to nazi war criminals or was that always a secret because we know they ended up in argentina yeah yeah was it ever above board at all like they're were they ever forthcoming with their knowledge that, that you know of i don't know about that i don't know either and i was hoping maybe you guys knew but uh, no. it seems like they were secretive about it but there's no way they didn't know. Right. Uh, but anyway, the, the, I, I was more reminded of the Etinor because that's uh, uh, the story of that is um, there's this like suburban community, uh, you know, a bunch of friends in the street and uh, they're, they're playing a game at night and uh, it starts snowing, uh, which is, you know, you can imagine Weird. it's pretty rare in uh, Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's, you have this extraordinary event and then, Everyone who gets touched by the snow dies, and uh, and then the, the friends uh, they've got various uh, various different kinds of knowledge. Like some of them are scientists and so on, and they by grouping together they're able to make some progress and survive for at least for a little while. Mm. Um, and then these strange creatures start turning up. But it's um, yeah. So so I was reminded of that. And, uh, you know, general um, South American science fiction tends to be on the, you know, you have all the magic realists in South America and uh, a lot of South American science fiction is on the surreal side Mm -hmm. of things, I think, or at least what I read. So, yeah, yeah, this this just seems to be part of that history of the dark um, weirdness, unexplained um, occurring to the population. Hmm. So when we see a filmmaker come along like this and uh, they, they had to take their time getting their thing made and they finally got it made. Uh, hopefully what we see going forward is doors open up for them mm-hmm. and funding comes through and it doesn't take, you know, eight or 10 years right. to get the next one. Uh, but then on the other hand, hopefully they don't lose their vision of, you know, that, you know, like when that band puts out a, good ep but a really good second album <laughs> and then the third album sucks you know the, the, we don't want to see that no. you know the, the sophomore curse or whatever they call that sophomore slump <laughs> something like that yeah but uh yeah that's the that's the kind of thing that i that i am always concerned for when i see something like this where oh this mm. guy wrote the screenplay he directed the film this is his baby yeah and he did it right and also in uh, 2017, you also had, uh, what's his name, uh, Andy Muschietti. That he's oh, Argentinian. Yeah. He directed it. Yeah. So you know, a huge horror movie of the year. Yeah. Um, and this is a, this is a place that clearly 
loves all this stuff from mm-hmm. Japan, Korea, yeah. the U.S. And they're very well. It's a very literary society, and um, like uh, there, you know, when the, uh, the the military were in power, there were no horror movies. Of course, it was all slapstick comedies and yeah. Um, but like the early '60s, you had a few horror movies, and they tended to be like Poe ad- adaptations and things like that. Yeah, more on the literary side. Right. Uh, there's there's a good one called Master of Horror, um, from 1960. You can hmm. Check it out. There's also <laughs> they've also made their fair share of uh, sex exploitation movies, and there's some crossover with horror. Uh, like there's one <laughs> called The Curious Doctor Hump. The Curious ah, okay. Doctor Hump. Uh, do you want to see it? I see you have a copy of it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's, there's a vampire movie called Blood of the Virgins from 1967. Uh, yeah, but then there was like, this gap where there's no horror movies. And then in the 80s, uh, uh, 1983, Roger Corman started making fantasy movies in Argentina. It's the, the Deathstalker series. No way. That's oh, great. Um, that was filmed there. Um I think the most famous uh, Argentinian, well, horror movie filmed in Argentina up till this point has been Snuff. Snuff. Uh, so have you heard of that one? No, I mean I've heard of you snuff, know what snuff films. Movies, right? Yeah. Um, so Snuff came out. It's in about night- people taking tobacco, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. right. Exactly. A little <laughs> toot up the nose, and I don't understand what the controversy is. <laughs> yeah, what's the appeal? What's the appeal? <laughs> Indeed. Um, so uh, there's this couple of filmmakers, uh, Roberto and Michael Finlay. And in 1971, they shot a movie in Argentina called Slaughter, which is a, 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 it's a pretty dull yeah. horror movie. Um, but this was bought and put on a shelf. And then, uh, I forget his name, but uh, the producer in New York who had this film had another director come in and tack on an ending where it suddenly is this like sharp, you know, clumsy edit at the end, uh, towards the end of Slaughter. And then it goes to this kind of documentary style uh, film of where the crew turn on the actress and and just rip her up on camera. And uh, and then it's promoted as a snuff film. Uh, And the the tagline on the poster was uh, made in South America where life is cheap. Oh. Uh, so this is like a, a really popular grindhouse movie uh, yeah in the in the mid 70s and it got a lot of notor- notoriety uh it's if you've ever seen it it's just completely fake yeah it's not real at all uh, very poorly done uh and any idiot should have been able to spot it oh yeah, yeah. but uh, people still fell for it yeah just like faces of death back in the day <laughs> but some of that's real it's just they they take some footage from you know, various uh, races and documentaries and things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of that was faked as well. But this, this one's just really crudely done. Oh. Um, but by the time you've paid your money and gone to see it, it's, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> I'd be happy about that, actually. Well, sure. <laughs> I don't want to see an actual snub movie. No, no. I have no interest in watching people actually die. So, uh, yeah, um... Come on, think of those actors that we all hate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mostly the list is politicians, but... Uh... Well, okay. All right, so um, this is probably a dumb question, but I'll go ahead and ask Will. How do you feel about this one? Do you, do you like it? Do you recommend it? I recommend it. Um, I usually ask, you know, do you recommend this to just people who like movies? Or just to people who like horror films. I think it wouldn't work. I recommend it to people who have uh, already high fear level of things under the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, there's a Stephen King story where a big, long, thin finger comes out of the sink, tries to get a guy. Yeah. I don't remember what the rest of the book was. Right. A short story. But uh, yeah, you know, if, if you got any fear of things wicked things in enclosed spaces yeah highly recommend <laughs> yeah yeah i think most non-horror fans are not going to be able to hang with this one it's going to really upset them and yeah they will not sleep i think it's the scariest thing i've seen in quite a while yeah yeah they do it right uh 
and the, the second time I saw it, I appreciated how well it was done. The the acting, yeah, the camera work. The camera's like, and it's just in exactly the right place. Yeah, knows, every yeah every time. knows what you're looking at. I love that. Like uh, you get that from Halloween. Yeah, John Carpenter knows what you're looking at so that he can get you. Yeah, and, and uh, this this one knows what it's doing. Exactly that. And and I want more of this, mm-hmm. you know. And if it takes a couple more years, that's cool. Hopefully, not eight or ten. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend this to any horror fans um, who want to feel scared again, mm-hmm. because it had been a long time since I'd felt scared, and then I saw the eye, you know, the original one, and I was like home by myself, waiting to be a designated driver when I got a phone call. And I knew it was going to be another hour, hour and a half, so I put this movie on. Uh, on IFC back in the day. And I actually felt creeped out by mm-hmm. watching it. And yeah. that was such a fun feeling. It had been a while. <laughs> and uh, this one, kind of the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, the the jump scares weren't cheap. You know, they were well-timed and, in, you know, judiciously used. And, uh, yeah, the, the creepy reveals to your field of vision, those were all good. Uh, yeah, definitely more of this. But uh, non-horror fans, no, you're not going to be able to hang. Sorry. <laughs> You know, this would be the scariest thing you've ever done to yourself is to watch this movie. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a big recommend for me and Jolien, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like Must be. He recommended it to us. Right. <laughs> it's like I thought he was going to be trolling us. <laughs> yeah. And the year on a poor note. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a this is a really good one to uh, to close out 2018 and uh, ring in 2019. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you guys have any ideas what you want to do for next time? I don't know. I was thinking that uh, this might be good time to get Ziggy back in with the next three or four yeah. Friday the Thirteenths. She up for it? She is. I talked to her today. Great. Yeah, she came and worked at the shop for for us for a couple hours, and uh, I asked her if you had a chance to watch them, and she's like, "Yep." All right, let's do it as soon as possible. Then. Yeah. So we'll see if we can do that soon, and if not, which uh, ones are we watching? It's going to be parts... Five, six, seven, and eight? I think we watched four, the five, first six. three, so it's going to be or four... four, five, six, seven? We could do, <laughs> we could do four through seven. Four through six? Go straight to ten, that's your favorite. Well, we want to land on... Uh, we want to land on one with Kane Hodder in it, don't we? So that would be seven. Yeah. I mean, that would maybe be a good way to do it. Or... Or you can just do all three. We could just do three... Yeah, and I didn't know how many start. you watched last time. Yeah, three. It was three. the first three. Which uh, surprised Ziggy that it took past the halfway mark of the third movie to finally get to a damned hockey mask. Yes. <laughs> you have no actual Jason Voorhees the killer in, in the, the first, first one. movie. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> It came out in 1980. They should know it by now. Darth yeah. Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. <laughs> Bruce yeah. Willis sees ghosts. Yep. Or Bruce Willis is a ghost. That's right. Something. Die Hard. Bruce Willis is a ghost and yeah. Die Hard. He, he yeah. runs up to Terrace and goes, Woo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll do the next three, and then we'll do three in a row after that, which would get us to nine... And then, uh, and then we already talked about Jason X, yes. but maybe we'll just sit there with uh, our arms folded saying, all right, Ziggy, we're not talking about Jason X. You are. You so, could now. It's no reason yeah. we can't rewatch a movie. This is true. And uh, I had considered that maybe we want to do a, you know, best of the year or some crap like that. But now nah, everyone does that. Yeah, I can. I'm. I'd have to see every movie that came out that year. I'd have to know which movies came out right. that year. It's probably no, you just have to... The movies you saw that year that came out that year. Yeah. Of those, what's okay. the best? Yeah. Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, and right now I'd say like Terrified, Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there's just Ghost a few. Stories, yeah. Halloween 2018. No. <laughs> the Mummy. Came out last year. That's right. Haven't you rewatched it this year? I've not. Oh. I'm waiting till the new year. Oh, okay. I watch five minutes of the Mummy every day. <laughs> right. Then we'll start the Pulp Fiction minute after that. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Well, uh, so we'll hopefully cover those next three Friday the 13th next time. If not, we'll surprise you with something else and then do that in the following episode. Um, aside from that, I hope this uh, new year is, uh, is a good one for everyone listening and for you guys especially. And uh, I'll do my best to not uh, fuck it up for myself. All uh, right. Having said <laughs> that. that sounds good. <laughs> thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>